Welcome to the Swim Swam podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Hodges. Joining me today is a new director of swimming and diving at Northwestern University, Katie Robinson. Katie, how's it going? It's going really well, Cole. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing really well also. like a lot of coaches, you've kind of um, gotten a lot of different experience at a lot of different places. Um, and I was wanting to talk about, you know, kind of your, your past, what, what, what path led you to where you are today. Um, so let's start with your swimming career. How'd you end up at Texas for college? Oh, man, I, I grew up swimming in a tiny little town in Indiana and um, was coached by some amazing coaches. Um, they were also English teachers and they just they were great in um, allowing me to really self motivate like they they were there to support me, but I really was the driver of that and in in a way that really allowed me to grow in that self motivation and own discipline. And so I was recruited by gosh, Stanford, Cal, uh, Texas, Florida, and Auburn. Those were my top five. And when I took a trip to Texas. Small schools. Yeah, you know, (laughs) just, yeah. And I took a trip to Texas and that was my first um, recruiting trip. And I was just, I was like, whoa, because it's your first one, right? And it was just so much on it. And I remember having a Longhorn uh, sticker on my face for the football game and then having a tattoo of from the sun, like a little tan <laughs> tattoo from the Longhorn and then being excited about that. <laughs> and um, so that was, um, I don't know, from, from the start, it just was a really impressive program. And I had coaches that really in- inspired me and believed in me. And um, I, I was, um, yeah, just really excited to become part of that program. So that's kind of how I ended up there. Yeah, I, so, and that was, let, let me get this right. You were taking visits in the fall of 2002? Two, yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm, I'm guessing recruiting was, you know, a, a bit different then. Um, you know, now you hear about sophomores committing, um, you know, taking unofficial trips. Juniors are now taking official visits, I think. Maybe un- definitely unofficial visits, but um, it's, you know, via social media, I think schools get a lot more exposure. So you talked about how you were kind of wowed over because it was your first trip um, to Texas. What, what did, what was your recruiting process like? What did you know going into some of these schools? Mm. I had done a lot of research. I remember looking at their results from the past year, also looking at who was on all of their relays. Were they upperclassmen or was it underclassmen, um, obviously having like a, a bias towards the teams that had more underclassmen on their relays, knowing that the team would continue to be strong when, you know, when I had the chance to be part of that team. So I, uh, I did a lot of that. And then to be honest, I had no idea what I was getting into on recruiting trips. It was, uh, to be, um, the red carpet rolled out for you. I would, that was not like my upbringing is a very humble experience. And so it was wild for me coming from such a small town and to get recruited by those big name schools. So it was, um, 
it was quite the experience and I don't think I was prepared in a way like I said I was pretty like whoa off of my first trip and um but then you know you get the hang of it you know your second and third one you're like okay I, I understand how this rolls and you got to pace yourself because they take you out to such nice dinners and I was just <laughs> like whoa <laughs> I can't keep eating like this every weekend <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I I feel like now you don't hear about as, as much that <laughs> I I think 10 years ago you you heard a lot more about seniors like, you know, their senior year kind of falling off a little bit cuz they had like a 6 to 8 week period where they were gone every weekend. Yeah. Yeah, it's different. I had mine um they weren't all back to back, but the last couple of them were the last maybe three of them I think were were packed okay. in. So yeah, it's a little bit strange. Yeah. And so I mean I gotta, you know, the first time I ever came to UT's campus, I was also wowed over and now I live here. So mm -hmm. I totally relate. Um so once you get to Austin, um I think you swam for Jill Sturkel for two years and then you had a three years and then you had mm -hmm. a coaching change. Mm -hmm. Um so, so what was your experience like at Texas and, and, you know, you're coming in as a new head coach and, um, you know, the athletes already know you, but it's still kind of, kind of a change, um, in scenery. What was that coaching change like for you? Wow. Uh, that takes me back. I, um, first of all, I love, I completely loved my experience at Texas. All four years were really just a great learning experience and growing experience. I think um, I'm so grateful for all my teammates that I've had and I, I have such a warm place in my heart for each of them. And, you know, Jill was a big reason why I just decided to go to Texas. She was an impressive woman and I just have a great desire for women role models in my life. And she was, she ticked that box really, really well for me. And so my, yeah, my first three years were great. I kept developing and kept getting faster and she really helped me through some other challenging times. Just, you know, in your college years, I feel like you're faced with a lot of different um, challenges and adversity in different ways. And she was really um, just inspired in me to be a, a better person through all of those challenges. And then, um, yeah, it came as a shock, to be honest, the, ch the coaching change and we all were really big believers and um, loved having Jill as our coach. So that was really tough for us. And um, man, it was really tough. And I remembered that sense of um, uncertainty in when the administration was searching for a new head coach and, and having all sorts of emotions around that. You're angry, you're scared, you're sad. Um, and I, you know, going into my senior year, I was, I was in this mindset of like, nothing's holding me back. I don't care who's the coach, you know, in the sense of like, I'm still gonna, I've got goals to accomplish. Mm -hmm. And my teammates were around me and we really bonded together in that time, to be honest. Like we became such a tight team and my classmates specifically mean the world to me, as I mentioned. And, and um, when Kim was named our head coach and she came on, there was a, a lot of, um, a little bit of hesitancy, I will say, from our team. And, and yet, you know, it was kind of like, you got to buy in or don't, you know? And for us, I just, I know that there's a lot of ways to, to help swimmers get faster. And what really 
has to happen though to get swimmers faster is they have to believe in their coach 100%. And so it was kind of like believe, get in and believe or, or, or don't and get left behind. And um, I had too many big goals of my own to accomplish and also with our team to accomplish. So we all bonded together and we're like, we're in this together. And um, we had a great year that year. We got sixth overall at the NCAAs that year. And um, it, was a, it was a really big learning and growing experience for me. That, that is, that is, that sounds very cool. Um, I mean, especially the bonding, the opportunity for, for you to say, listen, I'm going to do this no matter what. Um, I, ta- I spoke with uh, Calypso Sheridan a month or two ago and uh, you know, it, it seems like she kind of had a, uh, you know, at the time, I don't, I don't think you had been announced as head coach and, and it seemed like she had ha- had similar, uh, a similar feeling of, you know, I'm, I'm going to go back to Northwestern and and finish off my senior year and really do it well. And that's, that's very cool. Um, so, so when did you decide that you were going to get into coaching then? That I remember specifically, I remember going into Jill's office when I was a sophomore on the team and, having, I literally went through the whole gambit of like what I wanted to do with my life from like being like on Broadway to like, I mean, to be, you know, becoming a physical therapist to a pharmacist was in the mix too. Like I was like, I had no idea. Being a performer on Broadway? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You don't know this, but I love to sing and dance. (laughs) I don't know that, but I think that's really important. We should probably discuss that further. Yeah, so I, you know, I came, I came down to deciding it because I really was loving my anatomy and physiology classes and studying about the body was really fascinating to me. And then, you know, and thinking back again, Jill was so monumental in my development as a young woman. And I just, I saw that and I was like, I want to do that. That's exactly what I want to do. I want to help mold young um, now men and women and really motivate them and inspire them and and help them become their best version of themselves and so I was really inspired by my coach to become a coach and so I remember going into Jill's office and telling her I want to become a coach just like you (laughs) and um, it sounds silly but it was it was a really big moment for me and I I remember it very clearly yeah (laughs) I, that sounds like a big moment, and that's okay. I have I have so many topics I want to cover. I'm, I'm excited to hear a lot of these answers um, based on that one. So, um, first off, not first off, but so in 2008, you end up in Charlottesville uh, mm-hmm. under Mark Bernardino, if, if yeah. I'm correct. Okay, that's you right. spent three years with Mark. Uh, mm-hmm. Tell me about that experience. I've I've met Mark. He was nothing like I thought he would be. The, of the legends I thought, you know, I've, I've heard like, he's a drill sergeant, you know, he, he's done, he, you know, he has a reputation when I met him and he was like the sweetest old man I've ever encountered next to maybe like Jack Roach. And, uh, I was like, wow, <laughs> like, I love him. Um, so what was your experience like going to Charlottesville and working with Mark? Yeah, it was, I mean, first of all, as a young coach to have such a, um, a historied coach, um, super successful coach, to put some faith in me as a, what, 22, 23 year old. I I just really respect um, him for having that that faith in me um, way back then. And 
it was amazing to learn from somebody who had just been at it for so long and to have like, um, I mean, gosh, at that point, Virginia was winning the ACCs every single year. Uh, we were top 10 in the country at the NCAAs on both men and women's side. And it, it was just fascinating. I think, you know, from an athlete to becoming a coach, there's a lot that you learn. And it was really an amazing experience to be part of, of that um, team of coaches at Virginia. And I, I just really respect them and, and think very highly of what they have been able to do and, and, and have continued on in doing as coaches too. It's been fun to stay in touch with, with Dino and, um, he's maybe mellowed in his older age maybe <laughs> maybe maybe he can uh, tell me otherwise but <laughs> I think um he still gets fiery on on deck in a fun way like I've never seen anybody motivate the way that he like we would be in dual meets I remember this and he would we would be down at the one of the break points and he would just like really lay into the team in a way that really allowed them to be like yeah, we're, we're tough. We're tougher than the, the way we've been acting so far in this mm -hmm. for me, and we're going to go out and do better. And they would literally be a whole different team the second half. And it, it happened so many times. It was like amazing to watch him in action. And I learned a lot from that. I, you, you bring up a good point. It's probably a different uh, experience talking to him as a, a member of the media and a member of his swim team. Yeah. <laughs> um, do, you, do you have... Uh, a favorite memory or something that sticks out about your time at Virginia, whether it was a learning experience or just your, a favorite race that you were a part of, um, you, you know, so, so something that stuck out to you during your time there? Yeah, this is, this is something maybe a little bit silly. Um, there were so many accomplishments and I don't want to downplay that, but this is something that I thought was really cool. Uh, Matt McLean was on the team and um, he's very talented, extremely um, just a go-getter. Like he, he stopped at nothing. And it was really amazing to watch him train and to watch him compete. And we were working on a drill one time. And it was one of those where you lay flat to start and then you just go 100% right from the flat laying start, right? Mm -hmm. And it's just something fairly new back then. And so we were explaining what that was like. And I told him, I was like, Matt, just like, you know how like, the Roadrunner and Wiley Coyote and the Roadrunner just like goes from nothing to like spinning his, his wheels really fast and, and going. And uh, he was like, yeah, okay. He's like, okay. And then he, he got it or whatever. And then after practice, he was like, thanks coach Katie. You like really got me to like, you're creative and explain that to me. You got me to like understand what you're trying to say. <laughs> and it's just like, that's when I realized like, it's not, you know, in this whole, and we might get to this later in this conversation, but in coaching men versus women, I think it's all about just knowing who you're coaching. It's much more about the individuals getting to know them, who they are, how to talk to them, how to motivate them, and then doing it. It's, it's really simple. It's nothing, um, it's nothing really more than that. You just got to get to know the kids on your team. Yeah. I, and I hope we do get to that. Uh, maybe, maybe in this next, in my next question, um, so I think in, in 2013, you're at Tulane. Is that right? Yes. Um, as the head coach of the women's team. Mm -hmm. um, and you're there for five years. You know, what you're as your first head coaching job. Is that right? Uh -huh. Yep. Uh, you know, so, so tell me about that. Your, your, your first head coaching job, 
and it's and it's an all women's team compared to somewhere like Virginia where you're coaching men and women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, gosh, I got that job. I was 28 years old, and it was kind of like uh, <laughs> being thrown in, and you learn so much on the fly, you know, in in that kind of situation. And I had some really wonderful mentors in my life that I really relied heavily on during that, especially that transition in that first year. And oh my gosh, it was. I love coaching women too. Like I'm, I'm so passionate about just coaching people, but like specifically getting to really dive in with working with women and building their confidence levels and helping them expand upon um, where they think they can be and then getting them to believe bigger and, and dream bigger. That's been, um, it was just such a cool experience. And those individuals on the team were amazing. Like they, they really taught me a lot about coaching and I just, I have such fond memories of, of coaching at Tulane in those five years. It was a really, really great experience. Uh, again, do you, do you have a, a few memories that, From there? Yeah. that shareable ones or, or learning moments you had as a coach? Yeah, let's think. Um, I, you know, my, let's see, in 2000, 16, we were competing. It was our second year in the American Athletic Conference. And it was a year where things were really starting to line up. We were really starting to get some traction with our team. And um, we had recruited really well for a few years. So we were moving pretty well. And we had an ability to, you know, at the beginning of the season, we're like, okay, we can be top three, which was good. And then as we got through the season, we were like ranked higher and higher. And I was just like, man, we, we have a shot at this. Like we have a shot to even win this whole thing. And, and, you know, and getting the team to believe that. And they were really scared because they had been, there's fear of failure. That's like rampant, you know, in a lot of ways amongst this generation coming up and through college. And so just helping them to overcome that fear of failure and just to dream big and go for it regardless. Um, it was quite the experience. And I remember it was the last, um, the last day of the championships and it was after the 200 breaststroke, um, we jumped into getting, um, we were first place at that point. And then we knew though, we knew what was coming because we didn't quite have the, the second part of that day as strong as, as Houston did. And so they ended up getting back up into that first spot, but we got second and that was a great, great moment for our team. Um, having come so far in the, in the first like three years of, um, of me being a coach there, but yeah, it was a, it was a neat experience. The women on the team were so excited and I just, there's some, wonderful memories from that. Yeah. So, uh, I failed to mention, and, uh, we at swim swam are hundred percent completely biased towards 200 butterflyers, which <laughs> you are one. Yeah. And, and that's, uh, and, and that's why I like you. Um, <laughs> so do you, you know, you, you swam, what, what were your other best events besides 200 fly? You know, it's funny. Cause I, yeah, I, I love the 100 fly most, mm-hmm. but uh, the 200 fly, we had a, I had a love-hate relationship with that. I loved the, the badge of honor that comes with being a 200 flyer, <laughs> but some of those practices I did not love. <laughs> um, but that's why it's so cool to be good at. So, you know, like not, you know, 
um, to swim that event is a real honor. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I, I did that. And then I would do some freestyle events um, anywhere between. I tried for the 50. I was not good at that when it came to the college ranks. Um, so then I shifted more to the 100 free and uh, 200 free. I did some, I did relays. In fact, my senior year, I was on all five relays and then did the 100 and 200 fly at NCAAs. Nice. Um, okay. So, so, so those were your, your events as a swimmer. How, how do you feel like your style of coaching evolved and, and what events do you maybe prefer coaching? What events do you find you are successful at coaching? Um, you know, now, you know, I, through my whole coaching experience, I think, gosh, I've really felt like I've gotten to work with all the different groups. Um, and so I really have a love for all of them. I think it's, it's fat, it's fun. It's challenging to, um, to come up with ways to be fast in all of them. I think at Tulane, I really got into the groove of, um, uh, more distance and I am and 200 of stroke. And, um, and then my time here at Northwestern, we really, I've been, gosh, let's say I've coached middle the middle group. I've coached the butterflyers. I've coached the sprinters in the morning sometimes. Um, so I've kind of, in breaststroke, I worked with breaststroke group my first year at Northwestern a lot. So I, I don't know. I love it all. I think um, as far as where do I find, like, just been, have been successful. I think 200 of stroke is, is kind of my jam. I love pacing. I love that, um, that, um, you know, right around the two minute mark where it's just like, you really have to push through the pain of those races, um, and that high level of, of going for it. And then just holding on with everything you got. Um, I think, I mean, my experience was a flyer and dyer, that's for sure. (laughs) You know, when I was tapered, I could like finish my two ply really well, but there were so many times in season that that was not pretty at the end. (laughs) Yeah. And I think, I think we can all relate to that. Uh, that, that last 50, I'm sure has crept up on all of us at, at one point or another. Um, so, so what drew you to Northwestern? You know, you were head coach at Tulane again, five seasons. Um, and then, and then you join coach Kip at Northwestern. What was the pull for you there? Yeah. You know, so that was a point in my career where I was kind of like, look, I'm either going to, I'm either going to stay and, and, and make a career of coaching women and, and do that to the best of my abilities. Or I had the, I was at literally a crossroads of, or I start working toward this big goal and dream of mine to coach a, a combined program and to get back to coaching men and women together and what that might look like. And um, I also had a desire to do that at the top level. So in the Power Five Conference. Mm-hmm. And um, so that, that really led me to, to looking at Northwestern. And, um, and I wasn't, you know, to be honest, as a head coach, you don't really want to go back to working for just anybody, right? You want to make sure that that, that that boss is going to be like the boss that really continues to allow you to grow and um, challenges you and supports you and gives you a voice on the team as well. And so in talking with Jeremy, we had a great conversation and I just got this feeling of this would be really fun. This would be really great to work, work with this man. And, um, and I saw complete the vision he had for Northwestern. I was like, we are in yes, yes, yes. And so I, um, yeah, that's, I mean, all of those things combined, not to mention it's closer to home for me. Like that was just icing on the cake. And, 
Um, but yeah, it was like a no brainer for me in, in some ways in, in wanting to enhance my career and, and continue on this path. Yeah. And, and did that play, you know, for the last two seasons, did that play out kind of how you thought it might? Yeah, I almost more so. I think uh, getting back to coaching a combined program, it just reminded me how, how fun it is on deck and the liveliness that the guys can add to the team is, is really fun. And then the, the like deep connections you can have with the women's team is like incredibly fulfilling. Um, and the, the coaching staff that we had was just, they like, we, if we looked like we were having fun, there was no smoke and mirrors about that. We were having a darn good time. <laughs> and, and just like my love for coaching was like reignited and it, it was just really positive. Um, working at Northwestern is, is a real honor too. Like this athletic department is in my, it like second to none, completely second to none. And I really believe that. And um, it's just, it's a really neat program to be a part of. And the student athletes are amazing. They inspire me every single day. They challenge me in ways that I need to be challenged as a coach. And um, I'm, I'm in love with working with them. It's, it's a really cool experience. I, I mean, I know when I came down for practice and pancakes with, with y'all, I mean, that was, you guys were having uh, a hoot and a half and it was very <laughs> cool to get to document and to get to be a part of um, the pancakes that Kip made <laughs> were second to none for sure. Um, and so, so you, you went from an all women's team to a combined program. Are you still, um, you know, you, you talked about just knowing your athletes and kind of coaching the men and the women, you know, what, giving them what they need. Um, how did you kind of rediscover how to do that with the addition of the men's team when you got to Northwestern? Well, um, honestly, when I coach, I utilize my strengths that I have in my own toolbox that I've built over the years. And my toolbox includes building relationships and just learning about people. And so, I, you know, going, getting to work on that, you know, with the new team and, and learning who they are as individuals was um, an experience that uh, allowed me to be a better coach for them. And, um, and you know, I think, I don't know, that, that's a really good question to, I don't know exactly how to define what that was or how that happened, but really just, for me, it was about building the relationships and, and working with that. You know, we always, obviously I had a lot to learn like before from recruiting at Virginia to now recruiting now, that was like a difference of what, almost 10 years. So I had to learn what was fast on the men's side, right? And, you know, just doing my research of like the Big Ten results and the NCAA results and learning what's fast and getting to recruit um, our student athletes that are, um, are phenomenal. It's been neat. Uh, so is this, is two years in, you get the, you, you become the director, the head coach. Is that something that you had expected? I mean, that's a dream come true. I'm guessing pretty quickly, um, after, after your time at Tulane. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it, no, I did not expect this. I did not expect this at all. I, um, it's, it's, it's serendipitous. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. And people are asking me a lot about that lately. It's like, did, 
do you know that this was, and it's like, no, I had no idea. I thought Jeremy was going to be here, you know, like forever. Right. And so, um, and he had a great opportunity, you know, at USC. And so I'm, I'm really happy for him. And, uh, and gosh, no, I didn't expect it. Uh, it is a dream. It's literally a dream come true for me because, um, looking from the outside in at Northwestern and thinking, wow, that's a great program. It has a lot of potential. We can really work with this. And then actually living it out for two years and just reaffirming everything that I know about Northwestern to be true. Like it is, like I said, second to none. It's just the leadership of our, of our athletic department and Dr. Phillips and his executive team that he's built around himself is just phenomenal. And they lead in a way that is like, it makes you so inspired to do great things and the coaches at Northwestern like I in the first 24 hours I got texts from each and every one of them in fact the football coach was probably the first coach to text me congratulations and I just it's a family here it's it's so much like a family and that is something that I've always wanted and it's just so surreal that <laughs> here I am now talking to you today yeah uh you know, so now you're not only one of six female head coaches in in the, in the Power Five, but you're also one of two female head coaches for a combined program. Um, you know, and I just talked to uh, Jordan Wolfram uh, mm-hmm. last month, month, month or two yeah. ago, recently um, about her first season at UCLA, and I, I I think it's kind of funny that she came from combined program to head coach an all women's team. You came from an all women's team to eventually, you know, to work with a combined program and now, and now lead them. Um, you know, what is the significance of, of you being one of the few female head coaches now to you? Um, I feel a lot of things about that one. I think it's sad that those numbers are so poor, (laughs) you know, I, I'm really inspired to, to start the change of that. I really want this to not be, such a headline, I think, in, in the future years. I, um, I really want to bring a, a change of the narrative of college swimming and diving. And um, I think we're on the way. I, I really do believe it. I, I have a lot of um, great colleagues and my female coaches that I, I want to continue to um, inspire, hopefully, I, you know, in whatever way I can. And um, it, it's, I'm hoping that this is just the start. I'm hoping that there's a lot more. And I, to be honest, I, I carry this with great honor and great responsibility. I've got like, I really do know my responsibility as a woman in this role. And I, I don't wanna let anybody down. I'm super motivated to just go above and beyond any expectation. And that's, that's me in general. Like I grew up middle child, so I'm constantly trying to like be better and be better. <laughs> And and so I, yeah, I'm just, this is the start and I would love for this narrative to continue to change. And, um, it's not, it's, it's so much less about gender. I think it's, like I said, it's more about just knowing your student athletes and, and working with the student athletes and every day you just try and be 1% better. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's one reason I really loved when I saw this headline, because again, I, I, have seen you interact with the, the athletes at Northwestern and, um, I, I can't imagine how much of a shock it is to, to, you know, within a month, lose your head coach and then like have a new head coach. Um, 
And so, you know, you've come into a situation before where you were the head coach and you didn't know the student athletes. How much of an advantage is it, you know, or, or what, what were your thoughts on now being a head coach of, of all athletes that you are very familiar with? It's, it's a lovely experience. I'm not going to lie. It's really nice. I think, um, you know, we had worked really hard as a, as a previous staff to build the program up and to get the culture where we really wanted it to be, where we knew it could be. And we made some massive steps this past year. And so honestly, like it's, it's a credit to, you know, this, this smoother transition. It's a credit to all of us from the previous, from the previous staff and um, in moving forward that, it was just a continuity, was just a sense of, um, I don't know what the right word would be, but there, there needed to be a sense of continuity, um, especially in this time, like we're in, we're in the COVID times. There's so much uncertainty and to throw a new coach into the mix with, um, and trying to build relationships via Zoom, you, you know, like this stuff just, it's, it sucks, you know, it's hard. So I think that, um, there was some value there that the, that our administration saw, but um, I uh, I just am really grateful for the opportunity to lead and and to to have already built up some relationships and and now become the head coach. It's it makes it for a little bit smoother transition, that's for sure, for our student athletes. And and then um, I got um, Andy and Jake, you know, on staff too here, and it's been um, that it's just been lovely to welcome us now three to be part of like leading this program and the student athletes are really excited about that. Yeah. I, I can imagine that they are. That's, that sounds like a really great opportunity and, and really great for both you and them. Um, so uh, obviously <laughs> we are in COVID times, um, which doesn't make the transition easier, I'm sure. But how has the tra- how have you handled that transition, you know, so far in terms of um, interacting with the athletes once you found out, you know, you're the new head honcho? Yeah, you know, it's it was important for us to obviously be the first to tell the team, and um, we included our incoming class with that, and we also included our um, 21 verbal commitments with that as well. So we we um, got on the Zoom call, and um, our athletic director um, went through kind of more of the process of of um, how he came to um, naming me the director and. Um, it was, it was cool. Like, it's also kind of like it's zoom, so it can only be so cool (laughs) in that. But, um, you know, they were like, I think they were at some point just like, now we know, you know, and now now there's a sense of certainty in this crazy uncertain time. And like I said, I think it was like a little bit of like a, okay, good, let's move forward. (laughs) And, um, and yeah, and that was, it was great. It was cool to like share that with the incoming class too and, and their families. We invited their parents to be part of that call and, um, and with the 21 verbal commitments, that was, it was a really neat experience. And I, you know, we, as a staff, we had worked really hard to, to recruit really well over, over the last few years. And it only um, reaffirmed that like we did it the right way. We built the relationships. We weren't just, you know, doing smoke and mirrors. We really do care about those, um, those recruits of ours that are soon to be part of our team. And, um, and they're really excited for us too. Yeah. So, so, uh, let's bring it to present day. What, what is the team status? Are you guys able to train at all? Um, are you back in the water? 
you know, how are, how are you guys planning for the fall? Do you even know if you're going to have school yet? Um, give it, give us the update. All right. So let's see. The update is that everybody is still in their um, respective homes around the country, around the world, actually. And um, it's a various amounts of them are having some pool space, some lake space, some ocean space. Um, they're just making it work and they're, they're incredible in that way. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's challenging. You know, there's all sorts of different openings and then not openings and we're working with a phase with our university to bring back our student athletes, but um, we want to do so safely. And, and it's not, it's not just about, I mean, it's about so much more than just like getting back to train. It's about getting back to like be a team. Right. And, and, but to do so safely is it's challenging. There's so many, you know, there's so many X factors in, in keeping our student athletes safe. And um, we just have to prioritize that right now. And so right now we are, um, our pool isn't opened yet. There's certain stipulations that our university has to um, go through to, to becoming open in a sense, but um, we're working on that. We've got some different plans in place that um, hopefully can get some traction, but again, safety is the main concern right now. And um, we're going to do that the right way. We're, we're always a university that I'm really proud of them in, in the way that they've, they've uh, really prioritized the safety. Yeah. So, so to, to wrap it up, I guess my last question would be, you know, you've had experiences as a head coach um, and you've had experience coaching <clears throat> combined programs. And so you, I, I'm guessing you kind of know what to expect. And I think you probably know what you'd like to see moving forward. Um, do you have, and you know, who knows if these will be able, you'll, you'll be able to carry these out this year, th this season, whatever. But, but, you know, when you found out you're going to be the head coach, the, the director, um, did you have initial thoughts of like, all right, this is how I want, you know, the, the Katie Robinson era to begin. This is kind of the change changes I want to make. Yeah. Um, a little bit around how all of us coaches are, how, do, how we all work, you know, together in symphony to create a better team. So I want to rearrange that a little bit and have a little bit more um, autonomy from our coaches in creating um, training plans. And so I've talked with our, with Andy and Jake about that, and they're excited about that change. Um, also, you know, as far as goals go, our, our goals are very much the same. Like we want to keep moving up in the big 10. We want to be, you know, top 10 on, on any given year in the NCAA. We really um, want to just keep fighting for that. Also, we want to keep fighting for our student athletes to have, you know, really see out their Olympic dreams and their international um, competition dreams that they have. And we've got a lot of, we've got a beautiful array of, of swimmers from all sorts of you know, areas of the, of the world. And so we want to help them reach their goals that they have for themselves too internationally. And, um, yeah, I, I, did, I hope I answered that question completely, but, um, we're excited about the future. We think that there's a lot that can be, um, improved upon. I think, you know, we, we, we got to keep recruiting. We definitely have to keep recruiting really hungry. And that's something that we've been doing the last week, you know, as you know, the, uh, for the 2022 class, we were able to start connecting with them last week and that's been really fun. It's been really awesome. In fact, to be honest, like now that we're recruiting in this quarantine time, I've just started FaceTiming <laughs> a lot more with the recruits because that's what I do to call our student athletes. So I'm like, oh, FaceTime, like it's a, it's a no brainer for me. And then they're like, oh, hi. And I'm like, oh, 
sorry, is this okay? And then, <laughs> you know, and then we laugh and then it's, it, it's fun and, and we have a great conversation. So it's going really well. <laughs> nice. Uh, well, Katie, uh, any, any closing thoughts you'd like to share? Um, well, I'm just, I'm super grateful for you having me on the show today and, um, to, to our team, I'm just like, I encourage you to stay hungry and stay, stay chomping at the bit for, um, for our future and getting back in and, and getting back together again. I know you all are excited for that. So me too. And, um, let's see for our, for our recruits that we're recruiting, I'm excited to talk to you, excited to, um, keep learning more about you and keep sharing more about our program. I really believe our program is, is one that is going to be second to none with um, being a top 10 academic program and, and hopefully in the few, in the next few years, the top 10 athletic program and um, just really pumped for the future. Awesome. Well, Katie, thank you so much for yeah talking to me and taking the time. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's been real. Thanks a lot. <laughs>